let's talk about dealing with negative feedback and then dealing with personal attacks because they're two very different things. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Now, I'm going to talk about people's least favourite topic, I guess, in some ways, and that is receiving negative feedback. Now, let's be really clear. There's a difference between negative feedback and between a personal attack. When you cop negativity through a social media platform, particularly if you're someone that harbours a bit of a public profile, and mine's minimal, but it's there, and I put my head up and people are going to want to kick it every now and then. They're going to want to disagree or they're going to want to fight with you about stuff. So, when you have those sort of personal attacks, and I get a few of those, not a, not a vast amount, but I certainly get a few, that's different than dealing with negative feedback. So let's go to feedback first. And the reason I bring this up is because it came up in a recent coaching group that I was working with uh, in a corporate group, and it was a really interesting question. So negative feedback in and of itself is feedback that you have done something that's not at the standard that is required of you. And the trick here is not to take that as a personal attack. And it all depends on a few different factors. How it's been delivered, who it's been delivered from. Do you even trust that person? Do you trust that person's intent? What's the intention behind the feedback? Are they actually trying to help you get better? Because if you feel like it's a personal attack or you don't feel that connection with them, that's a whole separate conversation. But feedback for me personally, I love. Even the negative feedback, even the stuff that hurts, I love it because it helps me to be better. And I'm not just saying that. I genuinely like to get that feedback so that I can do something with it. And negative feedback, as in things that you haven't done well, can be delivered in a positive manner. And that's a good conversation to have as well. So you receive some negative feedback at work, for example. There's something that you're not doing well that someone in your organization requires you to do better. Now, when I was in the military, this was really brutal. And we took that really well. Like we, That was just how we were brought up. But in this situation, you're out in the corporate space or you're at work, there's a few things that you can do if you know that that feedback doesn't make you feel good. Number one is ask clarifying questions. Like vague feedback doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help anyone because the person giving the feedback is not going to see a behavioral change if the person receiving the feedback doesn't fully understand the feedback or what they need to do differently. So if you're receiving it, ask questions so that you can make the required adjustments that this person is asking you to make. If they're not able to be clear, then clearly they don't know exactly what they're asking of you and that will become obvious as well. Number two is to know that negative feedback is not a personal attack. Good negative feedback is about your actions or your behavior. It's not about who you are as a person. So don't let that hard, sort of difficult feedback lower your self-confidence because your self-worth isn't related to someone's opinions of a behavior that you've carried out at work. Number three would be to ask for feedback often. So when you get out of your way to ask for feedback, it becomes very obvious that you're trying to learn, you're trying to grow, you're trying to do things differently, you're trying to do things better. It's obvious that you're trying to improve and that's really important because when people see you making that effort all the time rather than just going along quietly trying to avoid that interaction, then they know that you are actually trying to be better and that's a really good thing. Number four in this process is take time to process your emotions. Like, of course you're going to have an emotional reaction. We all do. No one likes to get negative feedback. No one likes to be told that they're not doing well at something. So process your emotions before you react. Understand why you feel that way. Understand it's okay to feel that way. But then look at that from a less 
emotional perspective and go, well, are they right? Are there changes that need to be made? And if there are, then let's make those changes. That then leads me to number five, which is view the feedback from your critic's point of view. So to avoid receiving feedback in a negative way, put yourself in their shoes. See the situation from those different perspectives, and that will help you to realize that what seems acceptable to you may not be acceptable to other people. If you were the person in this role and the behavior was happening to you and you weren't happy with that level, then maybe that gives you a different perspective. And then the last one is to determine whether feedback is constructive or destructive. There's no such thing as constructive criticism. Criticism by its very nature is negative, but we can have constructive feedback, but we can also have destructive feedback. And that's someone who doesn't have good intentions, doesn't have a clear understanding of what they're asking of you. So that's how I would look at dealing with negative feedback. Now, when we start to talk about dealing with personal attacks, someone attacking you through social media, my first question to you is who are they and why do you care? Now, if it's someone that's close to you, that's a friend, uh, that truly cares about you, they wouldn't be attacking you publicly. So I would go as far as to say it's a former friend, it's someone that does not know you at all, it's someone who's making an assumption of you based off what they see online or in some other format, it's someone that doesn't know you closely. If that's the case, why are you taking their feedback? Why are you taking it so personally? If they are a friend giving you feedback in a way that you feel like it's a personal attack, I would ask why they're your friend. Because I think that's a really good question to ask yourself. Because if they're a friend, they're going to offer you that in a much more constructive way that's going to make you feel better and help you improve. So for me, I don't take personal feedback uh, or personal attacks, I don't take it. I just, I, I listen to it, I acknowledge that they've said some words and I just leave it at that. And I'll make a response, if at all, 24 hours later, I'll make that response as academic, as educated as possible, as non-emotional as possible, and I'll move on. I've won, if there's a version of winning, I've won many an argument through an online platform just by not engaging in the anger and the fight and putting the wall up and let's go the knuckle, just by staying really calm and putting an educated point of view. There are occasions where I've posted four or five well-educated, well-constructed, non-emotional you know, feedbacks back and forth with someone and they still keep going on the attack. And once I feel like that's as far as that conversation can go in a constructive way, I block, delete and move on. And I'll be honest... I don't even remember those people's names. So that is how I deal with personal attacks. And that is also at the beginning of that episode why I like negative feedback. Trust you well. Chat to you guys again on Friday. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.